doing good day to you this is the best part just dancing my way through we have to change the music because you guys don't get into the show you're too busy dancing because it's so good i like it makes me happy not gonna lie i'm over here dancing myself makes me super happy it also tells me that it's time to have a conversation with two of my favorite people jess and who I'm like Pavlov over here. I hear the music. No, I'm it's like, you, John. It's Can time. you believe it? It's actually you wow. she's referring to. It's amazing. I know. I'm amazed myself. Um, wait, are we on? Yes, we what are on. episode are we on? No, I mean. This is episode 14. <laughs> yes, we are okay. on. Okay. I don't recall talking about how VapoRub is a miracle drug. That's because we got um, into, I forget what we got into the last show, but it never made it. Okay, and vitamins. All right, well, I'm moving it over. Okay, today's topic is spite, it looks like. We're going to start doing a little twist on the show where we try to stay focused on one topic. Um, It may or may not have any kind of relevancy with what's been going on with our lives, but it'll be fun to give it a shot. Um, Instead of brilliant observations for the past, I don't know, 14 weeks, it should have been ADD observations. So we're going to try to rein it in a little with a topic. Yeah, so Melissa chose spite for today. What's up with that, dude? So <laughs> so I find that spite plays a very integral part of, of our lives. I mean, I play cards with my kids, and we play a game called 31, and they are willing to hold cards that they don't need, that they know the next person or I need, just for spite. Spite is a... A very big part of our lives. I mean, okay, for example, last night was the Super Bowl. I am a Giants fan. Die hard. I bleed blue. Mm-hmm. So I have two teams that are playing that are arch enemies of the Giants. And I was just born and bred to both hate the Eagles and the Patriots. <gasps> oh, and the, ca- and the That's Cowboys. terrible. Oh, <laughs> Thanks, Ramona. Um, and the Cowboys. Don't get me wrong. I hate them too. But as I grew up, I cared less and less. But I live in Philly now. And living in Philly, I kind of got to know these guys. They're in the community. They give back. They're, I care about them. But do I still, still want to spite them and have them lose? Because I, clearly I can't win, but I don't want them to win. So I've had a lot of maturing go on. Um, but spite has really has played a, a big part of, of the everyday for my, and for my kids. I watch them do things to spite each other well i can't i can't sit there but i don't want him to sit there either so i'm going to pile this with books and coats and it it, it's ridiculous how do we get them to let go of spite and what do you have in your lives that you do out of spite why do they have to let go of it you think you think it's not healthy well there's that whole forgiveness takes x amount of energy and hate and anger takes a hundred times that every day on a constant basis. So just let go of it. You will be a happier person if you are not concentrating on on being negative and preventing somebody else from getting joy. Like who, who first of all, who does that besides everybody? But why? Well, I'm a little I see here's the funny thing. I don't I don't think I have spite you know, spite's not really my driving, a driving emotion for me. So when you say everybody has it, 
I'm like, I don't know. I'm not really spiteful. Now, I say that, but, you know, after just watching the football game last night, I am <laughs> I, I really, really am reveling in the fact that the people up in Boston are miserable today. So, yes, That's there is well, and everybody is And everybody was sending memes about sad Tom Brady. Oh, I want to see just three hours of sad Tom Brady. The best. What a big crybaby he is. Cure Auto Insurance commercial that said, do you cheat on your on your girlfriend with a supermodel well then you shouldn't win if you cheat and i was like what what <laughs> what just happened i said but that rules out Damn. i thought that was local it could that have been just a i local think that's a local commercial right and because i have a feeling that if they you go to cure up in the boston area Damn. that yeah. they would have the you other. can't do that so but yeah, Damn. You can't do that. yeah. right Damn. um Spite has gotten me really far. I'm not going to lie. Oh, really? Like really far. Mm-hmm. Well, as a motivator, like as a, I'm not going to let them mm, see me yep. fail or quit or something Correct. like that. Okay. Yes, so you're saying all. Spite could be great. It's been great for me. It could motivate you. I don't know if hmm. I'm motivated by I was by spite. bullied as a kid. I was bullied as a kid. And then I went to college and then I got pregnant my senior year. And then my friend advised me to go back and finish my senior year. Otherwise, I'd be stuck, you know, where I was forever. So I register for school and then I come home. My father-in-law says to me, oh, you'll never finish. I was like, what? I think he was trying to motivate me and he was a bit of a shit stirrer anyway. So I was like, what do you mean I'm not going to finish? I mean, I was only like 22, 23 at the time. He was like get out of here it's gonna be too hard you have the baby and i'm like what the f- i am gonna finish and he was like we'll see and i'll tell you what he he was not he knew me well <laughs> because i was like this motherfucker right here i finished school bare be practically barefoot with pregnant with my second child nothing was stopping me and spite. then the more Yes, it is. And then, and then, like, when I started Facebook, oh, boy, when Facebook started and I started, like, friending people that were mean to me in middle school and elementary school and high school, I'll tell you what, I I am not a person who will post pictures of my fantastic life simply to prove others to others that I've made it somewhere, but I have worked very hard to make sure that my life is worth posting or I don't post, but I mean... Even now, like, people are just, like, they tell me, like, how, like, oh, you've achieved so much success. And I'm like, no, I haven't. It's all a facade. And, that, and like, what you see, and maybe that's true, maybe that's not. But to me, it's just, like, I don't even know how I define it. I just know I don't have it yet. Because I haven't rubbed it in enough noses. So Spite for You has been a fire in your belly to show the people yeah. who thought you couldn't that you can, you have, you did, the whole all the people who told me I was obnoxious, all the boss, I was once fired from a job because I was told I'm not a people person. What? And here and here That's I am ridiculous. with a community of 8,500 women. That's ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, it's stuff like that. I've been fired for all kinds of different reasons. I had people refuse to sit next to me at camp. They were constantly calling me obnoxious, pouring cold water on me in the shower. Your friend, our mutual friend included, Melissa. I've told you this before. Although she was one of the least nasty to me. And she is one of the only ones that, she was certainly the first one to apologize as well. But um, yeah, that year that I 
that I met our mutual friend and her friends was the most miserable summer of my life by without question. And I don't consciously do things so I can be like, nah, 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 nah. But in the back of my mind, it's all there. All the rejection, all the teasing, all the nerd calling, all the, you know, all the times people are just like, I'm not sitting next to her. You sit next to her. I'm not sitting next to her. Oh, God. It's all the, the fire. Times, all the times she's looking at me. I just got out of the shower and she's looking at me. And meanwhile, I'm like sitting there reading a book. Didn't even notice you there, but okay. Just to be mean. Mean to be mean. It was torture. And since then, and also because I got pregnant early, and I think a lot of my friends just kind of like wrote me off as, well, there goes her life. I've worked very hard to not make those things keep me back. And yeah, it is mostly based in spite. I'm not going to lie. What else could it be? motivation i don't have any of that you noticed that this morning when i didn't want to record <laughs> and she spited you into it no, no I, she I, didn't spite me into it but i mean i know that i need someone on this team to be like no we have to do this it's a weekly show it's our job fuck you let's do it i mean which is exactly what i said which i mean i i need that because i have other you know things that i've committed to and i need to be committed to this as well that's not spite spite will be later when i meet her for lunch and spit in her coffee oh ouch that's terrible <laughs> ouch that's never but gonna happen she knows that she can trust me with her food most of the I, time. I can i can trust you most of the time if not to look away and have it not be there when i come back exactly <laughs> <laughs> but not spit in it that's just touche gross. melissa we would not ruin food. You and I would steal it before we would ruin it. You know what's funny, John, is that Melissa uh -oh. will lecture us about health and food and what we drink and eat and then come over to my house with twelve with a dozen donuts. That's right. Yeah, that's what they do. A dozen sticky, gooey, disgusting, chocolate-covered, sugar-infested donuts. Joy. Jo I think you meant joy. Joy in a box. What I should do is get, is get skinny just despite her. For being so skinny. Thinking about spite, I just realized I did a spiteful thing last night. Uh, my See? my daughter uh, was going to her boyfriend's house to watch the Super Bowl, the Super Bowl with the Eagles in it. And I was like, you're actually leaving the house? And I did, I said, not spiteful things, but I said things to make her feel bad. You know, and then when she was wow. leaving, I was recording her. I was like, oh, look, there she goes. She's taking food to her new family to go see oh, the no. football. Oh, yeah. Oh, Dude, yeah. Dude, that is fucked up. That was mean. <laughs> oh, my God. You you're, have, like, some Jewish guilt going on there. I did. I Jewish like guilt. classic Jewish guilt. Yes, I did. Good for you. That's right. Wow, that's some hardcore shit. Dude. I know that's it was. evil. You're evil. I know. I just think spite is uh, is fun. My mother used to do this thing, like, when when anybody would win an, win an argument with her, and she had nothing left to say. Instead of having the last word, she would pretend to put her finger in her nostril and then flick a booger at you. Oh, that's also classy. So she'd be like, really? Well, uh, like that. And she'd like for, to take her fingernail, scrape the inside of her nose and flick it at you. I can't even look at you as you do that. She wouldn't actually pick her nose. She would I know, pretend. but it's gross. The whole idea of it is gross. It's that was really her way gross. of being like. Ugh, the eye you, boogies lady is grossed by real boogies. How about I that? know. It's fascinating. Not just about eye boogies, but someone eating them. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I Ugh. took that dog to the vet this morning. 
said, uh, for his for his annual visit. And let me tell you, the bill was over six hundred dollars for what? For a wellness wow. visit, for the blood work, for the fecal, for the we- for the whole exam, and he's getting everything checked. And ev- I mean, then she said, and February is is a uh, tooth cleaning, fifteen percent off all teeth cleaning. Oh, you're out of your fucking mind. There's no way I'm cle- this dog. The tartar in his mouth is the only thing holding him together. There's no way you're cleaning his teeth. <laughs> it is truly, truly it's everything. Like cement. It is the only thing oh keeping him God. from dying right now. So, but it's fifteen percent off. Fifteen percent off what? Eight hundred dollars? Again, yes. no, thank you. Right? No, thank you. Exactly. Eight hundred dollars. So we're in there, and and she said, "I did get, I did get some feces and some urine, and I took some blood." And he's well, we occasionally board them, so he needed this distemper, this bordetella, his, every all the rabies, everything he needed, he got. So then she has him up on the the scale slash rising thing to look at check his arthritis which yes he still has he is so stoic I have a dog who's stoic she's like I know this hurts him I can tell but he's not he's not making any noise I said that trait could you give that to my children or my other dog who the wind blows and so she goes over to right above his eye and she pulls out a syringe and she pulls he's got what a the hell? sebaceous Why are you me this? he's got a sebaceous cyst right over his eye and she puts <laughs> she puts the syringe in and she pulls out Why? fluid like this thick pasty fluid and i said <laughs> i said well, um, that's not bad, <laughs> is it? No. You're just, you're just taking that because you needed some? Like, are you, mm. please don't put that on the bill. I'm begging you, please don't add more to the bill. So she removed some extra good stuff. But the, the big lesson that I learned today was he was weighed in at 55, 57 pounds in October. And today he was 67 pounds. So he gained 10 pounds since October. Wow. This is this Ooh. is the 11-year-old dog who, like, we're just biding our time with him. And I said, is there, like, a 7- or 8-pound tumor in there you want to tell me about? She said, no, he looks good. He looks great even. Little pain from arthritis. And I so now they opened up a new park by me, and I'm going to take him for walks. Because guess who else gained 10 pounds? <laughs> In the last year. <laughs> Not the other dogs? Awesome. Oh, okay. For those of you who can't see me, I did. So he and I are going to start walking every morning. And then I thought about you guys. And I wanted to know how you were feeling and how you were doing. Uh, I didn't go to the vets. With your walking to the mailbox and walking to the next to the neighbor's mailbox and stealing who their mail. Who walks to the mailbox? No, me. I do. The other dogs scream at the front door. But I really need to take the one who's 10 pounds up. I mean... The other two dogs, who we now call the twins, will just run around in the backyard together. Wilby does not get that exercise. So he's going to have to leash up, get in the car, and come for a... The, they paved in a farm. They paved a path. And I think it's... Stuart said it's about a mile and a half. So if we do that walk for a while, and then we do two laps of that walk after... But I don't know with arthritis if he's going to be able to do two less. I don't want to drag him, though. That's the issue. I don't want to be like, come on, canine, and just like pull him for a mile. What if you get on the back nine and you can't get him back to the to the car and then you're in trouble? Then I, I mean, I, I do a little arm workout occasionally. So p- potentially I might have to carry 67 pounds of, of limp canine 
over my shoulder to uh, a fireman's carry, maybe. Maybe I'll just throw them around my neck. <laughs> but if you someone, do that. Someone have a, please have someone take a picture of that. But if I put this big dog around my neck, that puts like his penis really? right in my ear. <laughs> like, that would be really bad. Yikes. Just kidding. That's gross. Sorry. <laughs> now I'm going to vomit. Nope. But uh, I could I could try to carry him in the in the big hug carry for I can't do it for a mile. I'll call Stuart. He'll there you go. Me. I knew that was happening. <laughs> Stuart. That's right. I'll sit down with him. I'll I'll wait. I'll, I'll have water and then Stuart. we'll remotivate. I don't know. I'd be fucked if that were the Stuart. case. Do you know I didn't walk and exercise in my old neighborhood or leave the house to go exercise because I used to have the fear similar to the dog who won't move anymore that I would have to poop if I were out on a long run or That's walk. That's a real fear. I wouldn't be home. So I didn't leave the house to exercise. And then I discovered cheese curls. But that is how I got myself into this mess. Let's see if I can get myself out of it. Mm. And you know, the funny thing is the older you get, it's like it becomes more and more of an emergency. What pooping? Mm-hmm. Yes, it's it's just not just like okay, well I have to poop. I'll, I'll I'll do it when I get home. It's like I have to poop. Holy cow! Where am I going? Plus, you're moving. You're exercising. You're moving things around. You're the best way to get to go is to. This is excellent pod. <laughs> this is excellent podcast <laughs> talking about pooping. Look, everybody Why does every it. time. Everybody does it. Don't be ashamed, please. I couldn't get a sample this morning of my dog, and they had to go in and get it. Ew. <laughs> Ew. And they said, I'm, I'm glad-, glad enough. Please, can we talk about anything else? No, please? there's one more. I'm glad we went in because then we got to drain his anal glands. And oh! I said, yes. Melissa! I said, Maybe that was part of the 10-pound weight gain. What'd you get? They said a lot. So so maybe he's eight pounds. Maybe that's why he was so angry. <laughs> maybe, yeah. Maybe that's why he's belligerent. But I also Thank was, I was so also much. giving him some hemp cookies which means he maybe was hungrier and ate all the other dog's food, too. So 10 pounds, all right? We're, dog, we're on it now. That dog gets pot cookies? Yes. Well, I want him happy. I don't want him attacking the other dogs, so I you give him a little... for your dogging? little the dog CBD gets pot oil cookies. infused. Yeah. Where do you even get those? Online. Treatables.com. Dot com. Are they dog cookies or are they just regular cookie cookies? Like well, anybody... they are dog cookies, but if you read the ingredients, I mean, there's nothing in there that's like that's unedible for for grown ups for people. Grown ups. I understand that. Grown-em-ups. There's not listen the same thing with Alpo, but you won't see me eating a can of it. I don't know if shit came to desperation. I I might I, the stuff that I used to put on top of my dog's food just as a topper mix in get them interested in eating the dry crap i mean really looks like that stew that the amish market serves like it's got chunks of beef and potato and it looks really good now i'm getting hungry again isn't that funny that in one second i could talk about draining two pounds of anal gland fluid and then two seconds later i'm hungry stew which is really crazy (laughs) and i don't mean your stew i mean like regular i know i know i want him too though if he's listening want you too babe Wink, wink. I don't even know what to say. I'm too busy trying not to vomit. Uh, all right. So have we left spite behind? What kind of... Well, I mean, you brought the topic up. So what are you spiteful, Melissa? What are you spiteful about? What makes you the most spiteful? And uh, is there anything you're still holding? Let's talk about grudges we're holding on to. There must be some. 
Yeah. Well, you know that familial couple that I have <laughs> that that I have a hard time letting go of because they were they were life shaping like your camp experience, you know, things your parents <laughs> or siblings did or said, they they definitely stick with you for grudgy less spite. You know, I have another sibling I talked to you about that I don't talk about that I can't ever see having a relationship with because it's gone too far. What it's, did it, the the verbiage, the the actions, the they just when you there's just so far you can push a human being that even being family just doesn't matter. So no specific. Um. Um. That's no, no, not really. I mean, <laughs> when you're a t- so so he also has a degree of mental illness. So you you definitely account for that, and you're like, well, maybe he doesn't Who? know what he's saying. My brother. Who's this? My he brother. Does? Yes. Um, so Your brother has mental illness? He does. What kind? The kind, well, I, I, I don't really know. He's, he lives you don't in a, know. he lives in a bunker, you know, he, he doesn't, he can't leave the, he live, lives in underground homes. And then I have my second On brother. Purpose? Yeah. I have another brother with whom I do have a, a good relationship who has Hang a, on. has a Hang wonderful on. way of what? Wait. You met one two of them. brothers. I have two. Yes, the fact that know, you don't know I that. I know Todd. Yes. I don't know. You have two brothers. I only thought you only had the one, the one I met. And that's not a mistake. I mean, that's I really do only have one brother. Um, but the other so one's Todd, underground, right? But then, so Todd has this wonderful way of trash talking him into oh doing things, God. right? So he'll say. You know, I don't know why you live underground or, oh, the other thing was he lived on a boat for years because as he's shoveling snow off the roof of his boat and he can't afford to, I mean, he gets money from the state because he's, he's diagnosed and he's, I, I want so little to do with him. I'm even angry that I'm talking about him right now, but, but I, that's a family, that's a relationship that I don't even acknowledge anymore. And ladies and gentlemen, I have (laughs) known this woman almost 30 years. I'm finding out now she has two brothers. I don't even know what to say. I'm in shock. Wait a minute. Is he older than you? Yes. He is the oldest of the three of us. (gasps) Does that make you? No, Todd's the middle child. Yep. That explains so much about both of you. Yeah. And Wait a minute. So Todd could still trash talk him. He got him to leave. I think he was on a boat or he was in a bunker in somebody's basement. And Todd got him oh to leave God. there oh and, and rent a um, trailer. So mm-hmm. he said, so you could at least be trailer park trash and not basement bunker trash. So somehow Damn. he did it. And now I just found out yesterday from my parents that he bought another boat. So he's going to leave the trailer and go to a, he's just a hot mess. What are you angry with him about exactly? He, um, what did he do to you besides just be crazy? He's wildly inappropriate. He's missing a gene that teaches you what's appropriate. The filter gene? The, the, the the common sense slash filter slash human. Like there's part of him that's just not human. Why are you angry with him about it? He could be autistic. He could be on a spectrum. Honestly, yeah. I'm not even angry anymore. I'm just finished. Todd seems to get angry. He's he's got like a, a poker where he'll just poke him every once in a while and and he'll move. I and mean, he'll do did things. you grow up with him being a normal brother? I'm going to say the mental illness started in Leighton in high school, mid high school. 
Oh, okay. So no. And so he was a normal older brother, a guiding, reckless, whatever older, like a normal, like who Ethan still made brother. bad choices. Who still made okay? Don't it wasn't as know. it wasn't as diagnosable. Nothing was as diagnosable when we were kids. But he was he was always kind of a hot mess. I mean, he didn't really have friends, and he didn't really. He's he's definitely one of the broken toys where in my life I would normally accumulate them, but he has gone. I maybe it's because I have kids and they would probably they would see it be a part of it and not understand how a human being could be so fucked up or not care or so they I don't want them to see that so I've distanced him that way but mm. I did send I did send him a text for new for the new year um, the you Jewish did? New Year. Wait, wait. I, I want to. Didn't I tell you about that? I sent him a text in the Jewish New Year. I might have even been sitting next to you in services when I sent him this text that said, yeah, I, I, "I'm telling you, I just learned you had a brother right this second. Oh, that's sad, huh? Let's What's see. his name? I don't even know his name. What's his name? I'm not giving it. I'm. I'm not. Can you type it at least? Yeah, of course. You. You can't have it. Like you can't. He can't. I understand. In some way, he finds this. It's like he's those we do not speak of. Yes, he is Voldemort. He's Voldemort because if we speak his name like Beetlejuice, he'll come around. And I don't want that. (laughs) We don't want that. I don't want that at all. All right, what's his? All right, type me his name in Skype. So, oh, in Skype, you're giving me too much credit. No, I got it. That's fine. No, so I, so I cut him out completely and he's gone. And what amuses me is that every once in a while, Todd will say, it's a "Nice name." I texted it to you. So Todd will I know, say, it's a nice name. Yeah, my parents did a good job naming their kids. They just didn't, I don't know, know what to do afterwards. But I don't either. So I don't completely <laughs> blame them. And again, mental illness is not something they could fix. I've realized recently that I'm, I'm probably the worst parent I know, actually. How so? Um, because I see my sister-in-law, like, okay, so like her daughter skipped an advanced, um, education class to, to finish, to do gym two periods. Like she got into this special program and then she skipped it cause she didn't feel like going. She wanted to do gym. And then she told her mother about it. And, and Laura was like, you know, I really appreciate you being honest with me. I'm glad you told me, but. I'm going to ban you from playing in the basketball championships this weekend. You know, like she's still right. Right. She punished her by taking something away. And I just look at her and I was like, I would literally never do that. Like I would never do that. And then, and then the other day she was telling me that um, Izzy has decided to only call her mom. Like she started calling her Laura around her father's family, like not calling her mom, which is kind of disrespectful. Yeah. Yeah. And so Laura was like, well, from now on, she's not allowed to call me mom. She can only call me Laura. And I was like, well, first of all, I think that's a bit of a overreaction. But also, um, damn, that's harsh. And I was like, I, I, I mean, like, I'm not a step parent. So but like, I mean, I certainly wouldn't like that. And I don't like that she's doing it to her. But like, I do not have the I don't have the cojones to punish my children. In fact, this child, the one I'm bringing up now is the only one where I say, no to and i always expect a fit and when he goes okay i'm shocked every time every time i'm shocked to the point where like i'm just like well this isn't really a good idea or no we can't have ice cream for breakfast and i'll go okay and every time i'm just like oh god 
thank God. You know, I definitely stopped explaining my reasons why to my kids after a while because it's the fucking exhausting saying. Well, right. But I mean, I'm just saying like I, I, I when people give like like people ask me for parenting advice and then I always feel like. Look, don't ask me. I have one kid that died of a heroin overdose. The other one didn't start succeeding until he moved in with his father. Don't fucking ask me. I'm not a good parent. Okay, be I fair. I am not a good parent. Be fair. That success with his father is a lot to do with the weird Delaware school district set up nonsense. So True, let's, it has nothing to do with you. Stand, it's not, can't be a coincidence that I'm either neglectful or emotionally unavailable or distracted or Enabling. not willing to have the argument. Enable Thank you, John. Thank you, John. Uh, <laughs> thank you, not John. Not willing to have the fight. Just whatever it is. I just don't think I was meant to be. I don't think I'm good at this because my whole life is about avoiding hassle and children bring around a lot of hassle. So I probably do the thing that causes the least amount of hassle for everyone, not the thing that's best for them. Yeah, they challenge you and they want they push you to see yeah. where the, where your line is. Well, I don't have a good line. I have a very bendy line. Right. So, so then they'll, anyway. they'll just walk all over you. Well, no, but I mean, do and they don't. didn't you explain for years, oh, it's not, you don't do this because, you know what? I didn't want to be my parents say because I fucking said so, but the answer is yeah. no. So now with our kids in teenage years, and tell me, John, if you ever tried this or if how this worked for you, we say, when they ask, can I have my phone back? No. Can I, oh, come on. I, I Can I please, please? And they go on and on. And the answer from us now is, question is asked and answered. And that's it. That's the end of it. That ends discussion. I do that now with my three-year-old. I'm just saying, like, I I don't think I would – I'm not a good punisher. I'm good at saying, like, so he'll do this. Well, he'll go, please, but I'm – because <laughs> he's, so he's three. Cute. So it's like, I need to make, take my cape to school. I want my cape and mask to school. And I go, should I throw it away? No! Okay, then stop <laughs> crying. Oh, that's asked okay. and answered. Yeah, that's perfect. Okay. Yeah, I mean, but I can't punish him. I could, I mean, like, I'm, and I, and I can't punish the, I couldn't, I was terrible punishing the other people. Scott's going to have to do it. This. But, like, spite. It was about spite. Yeah, we're, I mean, I, yeah, but it was after that. No, we you said you were the parents. worst parent. That I'm I the can't, worst parent. Yeah, I, I don't yeah. buy that. I don't buy that. I think that because you <laughs> had practice children, that you've done this already, you see, you have <laughs> we'll more see. of an insight. Um, we'll my, see. My friend has four kids. She had the first three pretty quickly. And then four years later, she had her fourth. And I mean, you're going to drop your kid off at a class where this is every, their classmate, his classmates. It's all their first kid for most of them. Yeah. This baby, they have the high pony and they come in in their exercise clothes and it's all you could do to get your shit together to get him out in a cape and then come home to record a podcast. They, I mean, it's just a different phase of your life. I think you look at parenting differently of course that whole potty training thing might have set you back some <laughs> but I'm but I, I but I think that you have more insight now than Maybe. Joe right. exercise queen who's raising her first child I hope you're right um do you have any grudges against your parents shut up no not neither one of you shut up what would I have a grudge about well I mean you have like the it's the one day it's a grudge she did all this to me, and the next day you you change up and you say about all the wonderful things that she did. So well, that's you have like parents. a love love hate thing. Me? Uh, yes, you. No, the mascara thing was just irritating. I didn't hate her for that, but I did try to usurp her authority constantly. 
Exactly. That's not the same as... You're not the boss of me. Oh, wait. You are? Oh. (laughs) I don't like that you're the boss of me. I never get the whole ship your kids off to camp for the summer thing. That blows my mind. That you guys, oh, like, it's like no that. big deal that you I'm just not, I don't have a grudge about load that. your kids into a, to some, and let somebody else take them for weeks. Eight weeks. Eight weeks. They go to camp and they're gone. Actually, it was, actually, it was four weeks until I was a, like a counselor's aide. And then it was eight and eight and eight and eight and eight when I worked there. Yeah, I, I was always, yeah. eight. I think my first summer was four, but it's, it's been eight ever since. And my kids go for seven because they charge you a little more and they, give you fewer weeks now because that's how everything works i don't understand what you don't get that you don't have to parent that you're teaching your kids life skills about how to get along with other people how to deal with different personalities how to do their own scheduling how to take care of their own physical maintenance how to take what what's the problem what's the problem so for 10 10 months out of the year you're on them like white on rice and then for two months of the year you ship them to other people to maybe undo everything you've done or have no input on wh- what they're learning, what they're into. I just, that I don't get. I just, it amazes no, me. That's not really how it is. I no. do it because do I'm on them. Like how do you have, rice. you're not there. How do you have input? Because they're given choices, but they're only given good choices. They're not giving choices of yeah. go to your friend's house and drink in X, the cul-de-sac. Right. right. They, so, they can so only at eat night, X, Y, and Z. They can only live in this place. They can only hang out with these people. They can only do these 12 activities. But they're subjected to all these other people and, yeah. you know, and you're not there to guide them or anything like that. They're on their own. You've ba- They're basically like sheep you just push them out into the pasture and say listen the i'll be back in though, two months if they're going to jewish camp that they're hanging out with jewish kids that they'll have a similar upbringing to yours it's not a crapshoot like the ymca i just like I you said, know I, well, it's like so, imagine going to church camp well maybe it's me being the like gentile that. i don't understand what it's like to be braced as a jewish kid well it's a rite Probably of passage not. to go to overnight camp but so they go away and all I send them away because I am have been so controlling over them. I want them. Oh, it's a two month break. They'll never be able to leave the fucking house if I make all of their choices <laughs> and all of their decisions for them. I don't know. So I would I figure set them if free. you're if you're that overbearing and controlling, I figure at eighteen they'll run from the place like it's on fire. Maybe I'm not that overbearing and controlling. I have gotten better. I know you don't think so, but well, I, 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 I just hear your stories. I have no idea. I just hear what you tell me. Yeah. Well, I'm very so they go away. Control. They make these friendships that they keep throughout the year. They, which they haven't kept for the last two months or a month and a half because they lost their devices and they're all far away friends. My kids have their devices back now. Um, they get to choose their own activities. They manage schedules. They know they have accountability to other humans at home. They take their socks off and they leave them. And I yell at them, pick up your fucking socks. Why are your socks in every room? But if you're a camp, and you leave your socks on the floor. It's Not my somebody's. Problem. It's somebody else's job to do sweep the bunk in the morning. So if your socks right. are there and swept away and they're gone, you don't have fucking socks. So now you don't have mommy who's going to run out to Kohl's or Target and buy you new socks on the on the quick. You now have no socks. You take off a wet bathing suit like an asshole and you leave it on the floor. Well, guess what? Free swim is later. No more instructional. You now have free swim. And now you have a wet bathing suit that you can't use because you're a fucking idiot. So you're going to learn a lesson by 
repercussions for your actions as opposed to mommy following you around and telling you, don't leave your wet towel on the floor, don't do this. It's it's circumstances that teach you. So the life skills, coping with people, activities, time management, all of those skills, they play color war. During color war, they need to learn better sportsmanship. They divide the camp in blue and gold. They do put siblings together so that they're not warring against each other. Um, and they learn better sportsmanship. They're rewarded for it. They have amazing opportunities. They travel. They go to Boston or D.C. or they go to water parks. They do fun activities. I cannot entertain my children. And they cannot bring their phones with them. I cannot entertain my children at home the way they are solidly entertained at camp for any amount of money. There's just nothing I could do that would keep them that entertained and out of trouble. Okay. For the most part, they right. stay out of trouble. Here, they would go to a friend's house for an overnight or, and they'll be vaping. Somebody will be getting high. I know for seven oh my solid God. weeks. Vaping? What are you going to do? <laughs> getting high? I know for seven solid weeks. Getting that- high? Wait a minute. <laughs> they're going to have only what? good choices from which to choose. So that's where I send them. I just know that I tried to send my kids to summer camp one year when they were like 12 years old. And you would have thought that I was selling them into child <laughs> slave labor. They all freaked out. They, my, oh, they freaked well, out? Oh, they, they did know. not want to go. You know what, John? Every Jewish kid goes. All their friends from Sunday school and Hebrew school go. They expect to go. They hear about going. Their parents went. I went. My my husband went. Like, it's not going to be – it's not selling them on the black market. Like, my children – my older children didn't go because their father didn't want to be away from them that long. But my youngest child will go the second he can – He's eligible to go. Second he will go to Harry because <laughs> because not only did I go for ten years, but the people that I was CIT with now run that camp. My friends run that camp now. I've known them since they were children, and now they run the camp. So, like the boys' camp, especially my friend Marty Rockland is the director. My my old camp counselor is the director of the girls' camp. So, wait, like, there's Ma- no reason why. Sh- wait, Marty, Alicia- Marty, who dated our friend Rebecca, Marty. Yes, he's the head really? of the camp here. Yes. How's he doing? He's bald. Good he? He's bald. Yeah. Yes. What, I mean, so then as a camp counselor, what do you do the other 10 months of the year? Like what kind of profession do you have that you can take a, a two? Oh, so they're either teachers or, uh, well, some of the counselors are students. So they're in college and then they go and spend their summers at camp. But then you graduate and you either are a teacher where you have your summers off or... Uh, they or you recruit during the year if you if it's your full-time job you're probably an owner at that point or Mm. you're a director so that they pay you full year where you go you manage it during the year and you go during the year to other synagogues to recruit kids to come which is silly because our camp is full and all of these kids like have a 97% return rate. So how do new kids even come in? You have to come in at at eight years old instead of the 12 where you tried to first send your kids away. 12 That's is amazing. kind of old for your first summer away. And if you're going to do it, you should do a week. Is that what you tried? A week? Eight? No, I was going to send them away for the summer. You know, the eight weeks. Oh, see, they also ease you into it at age six, like you do two weeks and then two weeks and then four weeks. You know, like they make they make the kids really want to be there the longer time. Like my first time was two weeks and I hated it. And then they sent me back for four weeks and then I hated it. And then they kept doing it. 
until I grew boobs because they wanted to go to Club Med. But I'm not bitter. There's no spite whatsoever. <laughs> no spite here. See, because I had the same thing. I had four kids around the same age, and yeah. you know, summer was a real problem because you know the mother oh, worked yeah. and I worked <laughs> and stuff like that. So yeah. you figure if I could get rid of them for you know July and August, that in that our would, old neighborhood, I that would be a great thing. Get to yes, of course. I watched the moms get together with their calendars and say, "Okay, this week." And they had like seven bottles of wine, and they sat down and they plugged in who's like which weeks they go away to church camp, and which weeks I'll take them to like the local gym that has it. And these like four or five moms teamed this group of kids from school. You're right, school's over. What do you do with your kids? Day camp? Did you guys do day camp at all? No, we never yes, did anything. we did Jewish day camp until we went away to summer camp. And actually, I live down the street from the JCC here, and it's going to be difficult for me when he gets to that age because he'll probably have a lot of school friends and, and, and shul friends going to that camp all summer, and I'll want to send him to Camp Airy for two weeks where he'll miss whatever he misses here. And that used to happen to me, too, where we had a Jewish day camp – and I would miss inevitably like the King's Dominion trip or the trip to New York City because I was at summer camp, which I really did not prefer to be. I, I mean, I didn't really like Jewish summer camp till I was like 13. I went for five years hating it, mm. hating it, hating wow, it. Wow, that's it, a long it. time to kind of torture your kid. I figured sending mine. Stuart went to overnight camp in like Maine for a while and he hated it. I think he only went one year. So I kind of didn't want him to talk to our kids about camp. I wanted them to have their own experience. But if you know somebody older there or if Isaac knows an older friend of the family there, that will be better, especially well, right. if Marty could ease him in or I know you or that kind of cute thing. But he will make friends at camp where he'll be okay leaving for two weeks from the day camp to go and I just can't imagine, John, what you did with 7,000 children all summer. Don't you have yeah, five sounds kids? Like a nightmare. I had to hire a nanny to stay with wow. them. And they sat at the house like veal, and they didn't do anything. I bought a pool so I they could swim. I did that for my kids. <clears throat> I did that pool? for Emily and Nathan. Just an above-ground four-foot pool that they could go in and, and swim. For I mean, it was soup. Yeah, they were, it was kids' soup, and they would go from the air conditioner <laughs> to the pool and the pool Every to the air. Every pool is kids' soup. <laughs> Every kids pool soup. is kids' soup. It's pish soup, really. Right. And then, you know, you had the nanny that would be there until you got home from work. And then as soon as you got home from work, they they went tearing out of there like the house was on fire. Screeching tires. Yeah. And you were there for the rest of the day. And I just thought to myself, hey, let's try. Because the nanny was – I did the math, and the nanny and summer camp was about the same amount of money. So I said, well, why even have to worry about this? Let's have ourselves a break for two months. You know, and then, you know, I told them this. I said, hey, look, here's a nice camp. And they all looked at me like I was selling them on the open market. And even my wife at the time, like, was horrified that I would even think to send my, I'm not sending my kids away for eight weeks. I couldn't, I could not leave my kids for eight weeks. That's when I knew she wasn't Jewish. Oh, that's when you figured it out. (laughs) That's when I figured it out. Yeah, I mean, to not even go to day camp, you I could see that's a marriage ender right there, not to have any break from your kids over over that summer. It's good for us because we discovered that we still like each other because the kids go away for seven weeks, and that leaves us with just each other. And we uh, 
it's good. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. We bring them to the bus and I tear up. I do cry. I miss them. All they do is walk around naked and eat sushi off of each other's stomachs for like a month. That's all they do. The kids or Melissa and Stu? Does it matter? No, the Melissa and Stu, obviously. Okay. That's why I have to shave off those last 10 pounds for summer. Oh, that's, that's true. Although for there's sushi. Right. There you go. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's gross. By the way, that's gross. <laughs> I was just wondering. I was sure how this, would, this all worked and went down. It's a rite of passage, really, going to overnight camp. Ethan told us, so So each year as they get older, this is Ethan's, he's an oldest senior boy this summer. It's the oldest camper you can be before, oh, John, get this racket. You become a waiter where I still pay to send him as a waiter, and he works. And then after that, you can start getting paid. But this year, the rite of passage is during Color War, there's um, a, something called burn, where you, as the oldest senior boys, build a fire and you need to burn these ropes. It's rope burn. So you have to burn this set of ropes with wood that they hide in a field and you have to go and scavenge and get and build. You put on your gloves and your goggles and your it's intense. So they watch every year the oldest senior boys at rope burn burn these ropes and 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 they are all crying because they've been through camp all of these years and it's super emotional they even televise it for parents to watch the girls have a tug of war as their oldest senior girls and i wish they could build a fire too that would be pretty awesome to watch that instead of just boys i don't know why that's gender it's a different story so ethan has informed us this year that it's probably his last year of camp because he wants to get a job and make money because all he'd ever says is, I want, I want, I want, I want. And I'm tired of hearing it. And I told him to shut his yip because I don't care what he wants. When I want to know what he wants, I'll ask him. And it'll probably link to a birthday or Hanukkah. But other than that, shut up. I don't care. So he now wants a job so he can make money and buy things for himself, which is totally admirable. But that takes away my summer of stew. Yeah, sushi time. Yeah, sushi yeah. time is totally curbed by a boy who says, I think I'm going to caddy or get a job at Dairy Queen. P.S. Dairy Queen would be great for me, but mm, no. Bigger sushi so. plate. Yeah, I'd rather have sushi than Dairy Queen. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what to do when he stops going. Uh, panic. Yeah, that's a panic panicked. thing. Now, will you be spiteful? <laughs> Well, can how can I how can I spite him? I don't know. Do you have any spite towards your husband or children? Do I do things to spite my husband? No, no. Have no. have. Do you resent him? Do you resent him for anything? Now remember, he listens, so be careful. So I I have to say that I am. If he listens, he probably knows John. I am super grateful for Stuart. He, um, That's not what I asked you. I, so no, I don't resent I'm grateful him. for Stuart as well. No, I'm super grateful that he allows me to pursue things I enjoy as opposed to do something I hate just to just to bring in a paycheck. Like I, I'm super grateful for him. He is he's a pretty great dad too. So oh, I wish I didn't just say that. Um, oh God, look what yeah, you did. I, I made a mistake. I, I am grateful. It. I don't do anything to spite him. There are things he does that makes me want to punch him in the head, 
like eating so loudly liquids like why are you chomping your teeth you just drank something like what what's with the teeth and the that's an egg ethan actually today said ethan said to Stuart today could you please slurp your egg somewhere else like it was (laughs) ridiculous that that i have passed on to him my intolerance for for mouth noises in general so um but other than i hate that as well that thing i i'm super grateful i don't i don't resent him so Jess, that brings that to you. Do you resent? Do I resent Scott? Mm-hmm. On this, it's interesting because on the surface, probably the answer is yes, but deep down, I really don't. So it would be like the opposite. Like on the, like with surface things and day to day annoyances. Yeah, like I'm annoyed that he's sick. I'm annoyed that he can't do the same things that we used to do before Isaac was born. Um, I'm irritated that I have to take, yeah, I resent taking the trash down to the curb every Friday. I resent always being the one to take him and pick him up from school. But like, if you were to ask me, like, I mean, of course I'm super grateful for him. I'm grateful that he's around and I don't, I don't begrudge him. Like, I don't think it's his fault that he's sick. Let's put it that way. So I, I'm, I'm angry and resentful, but like not when it really comes to it, just because I'm a brat mostly. Okay. Just one because you know. when you asked that question, I thought you were looking for validation. No, not at all. Okay. I was just in, in interviewing her. And um, we can't ask you, John, because you're no longer married. <clears throat> no, nope, just happy. Right. So um, I'm guessing there was you, resentment, and that's how come you're single. <laughs> absolutely, yes. Okay. Yes, absolutely. That's what that actually. So do you do you carry any grudges towards Kathy? Uh, yes, yes, I do. But I I, I push I them towards my ex. I too. push them way deep that. deep down. In yeah, down. never bring it up no, again. No, because yeah. there's no sense in doing it. Nothing will change, so there's no sense in bringing it. But they, yes, well, that was the whole same. therapy. That's what therapy taught me. Like the issues with your mom. Why? Why? Who's? How is it going to change? It's not. It is what it is. Well, what's she going to say if you say this? Well, that it's my fault or I'm a victim. Okay, so we got it. There's no way yep. you're going to clean that up, John. And you're divorced. So. Mm-hmm. You got freedom. Bottom, right. bottom, I'm divorced. Bottom, I bottom. still have grudges towards him as well. But, you know, I, I'm very, to be honest with you, I'm a, I don't stew in it, but I mean, I don't forgive it either. Yeah, I don't stew in it. And, and to be quite honest with you, I'm very good friends with my ex now uh, that I can do that. But there is still some. I am too. Yeah, I can still see the reason. Like, there's times when I can still see the reason why we're divorced. You know, that still goes yeah, on. Totally. It's still. Ha- and I, oh, I, times. Are you kidding? I can't look at his face well, without thinking that's about not why we're but so, I'll do stuff like. Ah! I'll say stuff like, you're doing it again. <laughs> yeah. uh, do, did you want me to leave the house now, too, or just back then? Jessica was just started to brush her hair, and she ripped out one of her extensions, and I. I know. I, it was I, horrible. I saw that. That was horrible. It was horrible. It was like. A f- I know. It's like losing a clump of hair, right? It's frightening. It's frightening even knowing their extensions. It's still frightening. It was like she pulled a ferret <laughs> out of her head. <laughs> yes. Like, you've got a new pet? Um, that is creepy, isn't it? Gosh. How, um, how does that happen? It's just like so, a, a whole, I mean, a chunk of hair come out. They it was are like a 12. taped in. Look at the size Look. of that thing. Look at the size of that. It's yep. a piece of tape. It's a small animal. It's actually, they're actually. Now, can so you go have that put back in again? Yeah, this is actually two pieces. Like you can split them open like a book. Then you put the hair in my little bit of my hair inside. And then you close the book and it's taped. 
That's how they do it. So it does look like a lot of hair. It's actually two pieces with my hair supposed to be inside, which obviously my hair doesn't want to stay inside. So because I have a few of them right here. And now I probably have I don't even know where that came from. I guess right here. Do I now have like a chunk that I have to go? Like, do I have to go to the salon today now? That's what I'm worried about. Anyway, um, did you guys know that I have a huge riff with um, my mother's side of the family? I don't talk to my entire mother's side of the family at all. Is this because of the house? What house? The selling my of the house? house. Yeah, the selling of the house and the yeah. Did yeah, I tell you, you that? Did tell yes, us that story. on air and how douchetastic your uncle was. Yes. Yeah, he sued us for a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, right. he's he's. Definitely an asshat. Yep, yep, yep. And yep. then for like five years, I still was talking to like her other brother and sister. But then, you know, like my, you know, I just over time, I just got more and more annoyed that like they never stopped him from doing that. So I just don't talk to any of them now. Mm-hmm. And that's okay, right? I have a brother, right? We don't talk I'm to fine. them. It's fine. I'm fine with it. You know, I mean, it's fine. My grandmother's actually super crazy. Like, did you see? You probably didn't see, but she actually posted. She actually posted like um, my sister when she was visiting here, posted pictures of all our kids together. And my grandmother res- commented on Facebook and said, I knew Jessica was in town, too. Thanks for the hurt, Jess. Yeah, you talked about that. And, and, it, and out Dana of nowhere. was like, uh, we went to Delaware like I told you we were going to do. Remember, crazy lady? Have you spoken to her since then, since that? Of course not. Post? No. No. Why would she? I don't speak to her at all. I never speak to her. And the last time I heard her voice, she insisted on talking to me. It was the day Emily died. Oh. Right. I have not spoken to her since. I do not speak to her. She's also the one who said you're going to steal my joy, right? Isn't she also the one who doesn't want other people around because they're going to steal her joy? Like that. It's very, Mm -hmm. it's all very odd. It's all- She's also the one that told my sister, um, if you don't show up to my funeral, you won't inherit anything. Okay. So let's talk about the you. spite that happens when she goes. What spiteful things will you actually show oh, up to the wedding? God. Will you show up to the whatever you guys do when someone dies? What's it called? I don't think I can show up. I don't think I can show up. So you're the not going to go to the... I really don't what? The funeral? funeral? I, well, I thought I, I thought Jewish people called it something else. I don't know. They you sit something. I feel like she might haunt Shiva. me if I don't. Shiva. There we go. I thought no. I thought that's what. Yeah. Jessica, if the you think idea... she's going to haunt you, you have a way in to talk to her to tell her to go. That's away. right. You could go to your buddy. Your. Uh... I really don't know. I, to be honest <laughs> with you, I have no idea if I'm going to go or not because the thing that I really hold a grudge against her is how badly she abused all of her children. And they were all beautiful and smart and creative, and she turned every single one of their lives into shit. And I'm and I'm bitter about it. And so going there and celebrating her life and seeing those children and what they could have been, like, I don't want to have any. And to hearing do with it. she I did really the don't. best she could. That phrase, yeah, fuck that. That phrase I mean, is yeah. just too I much for me. I did the best I could. Exactly. No. I mean, I think she believes that, but just the stories my father has told me about when he used to pick up my mother, what was going on in that house is upsetting. And so I don't want to, I don't know. John, are you saying you don't think Howard Stern, Ray Stern did the best she could? Is that what you're saying? She wasn't a bad grandmother, though, so it's complicated. I think you she know? actually did do the best she could. Yeah. I think she, she was, she was very... 19. You know. Like, you know. You, I did the best I could. And you... 
You were something else you were. I did things <laughs> like I would take you and I introduced you to a multiracial neighborhood. And Ma, you got, you got to... me beat up every day. What are you talking about? You took my temperature until oh, I was 17 just, rectally. You, Ma. You, you make everything sound so much worse than when it actually was. Yeah, yeah. Ma, I, did I, you I... not take my temperature rectally when I was 18? <laughs> How am I making it sound worse? I Ma. can't understand. If I was 18, there would be no way my mother would be able to get a thermometer up my ass. I'll tell you that <laughs> exactly. right now. There's no, no way. No way, Jose. Go ahead, try. She would come at me with that thermometer, and I'd be like, I don't know where you're putting that, but you better take that thing and put it back in the case. Yeah, even at 14, Ethan is taller and bigger than I am. And if it's a matter of trying to wrestle him for a re- – nuh-uh. See, our kids are did. so spoiled because, like, when I go to the doctors now, they take this thing, they rub it across my forehead, and they get the amount – they get the temperature. Because I even said that the other day when I was in the doctor's office. They would, she did that. I said, boy, that's so much easier than sticking a thermometer up my ass. And they said, Correct. Yeah, it actually is. And we didn't like doing it either. You think that was fun for us? I said, no. Did they love you at the doctor? Oh, of course. I'm a, I'm a joy wherever I go. I'm a joy. I'm a joy. Yes, Did I am. Did you go yet today or this week? I, I actually have Eagles flu today, so I, I, I uh, canceled. I, not canceled. Eagles uh, flu, I says. postponed until tomorrow. You know, about the Eagles, you pissed me off yesterday, John. You posted a comment about the best commercial I've seen. Oh, beef. Clara Pellers, where's the beef? It was the best commercial I have ever it seen. Best. It made my heart sing. It was amazing. And you came out with some dumb comment about burning your jerseys or suck it. It was the best. If I was a Giants fan, yeah. after I saw that commercial, I would immediately take my Giants stuff off and I would put it in a pile and set it on fire. That was the... wow. The Harsh. douchiest are- commercial I've ever seen. They come out and start dancing like the. It was amazing. Horrible. Dirty dancing. It was amazing. They were dirty dancing. Eli Manning. Thank God it was the Giants. The only way it would have been better if it was the Cowboys. You but, can suck it because it was an amazing. As a Giants fan, and these are people that I woman, play seriously I, listen, with. Just and so for you for know, the entire year that I also have Giants fans that are men, and they were like, "No, no, stop this! Oh my uh, God, stop this!" It was amazing. It's it was the best commercial I've ever seen. It made me so happy to see. All right, I'm like, well, what the fuck have they been doing in the off season, which has been almost as long as the whole season? Not our year. And and now I know. They have been... Look, I did a choreographed dance for my kids' B'nai Mitzvah. I know what it takes to put in the time to learn that dance. And the That's whole a team, different story. Awesome. This is a manly sport. It was amazing. Amazing. Oh, it was amazing. They, it was amazing. They were so good. Oh. I didn't know she could shake her ass like that. Oh, no. I'm, you're talking about <laughs> Melissa. I'm talking about the Giants. And the other thing, Eli was horrible. Oh, he had Melissa. He had white man's... Overbite. Yes, he was amazing. He was terrific. I loved him. But he had white man's rhythm. Okay. He was horrible. And the dancing was horrible. And it was, that is the it wrong was an embarrassment. Opinion. It was an embarrassment mm. for anybody. Well, for any man that was a Giants fan, women loved it. But okay. most the men. Man, giant, the men that I know that are Giants fans absolutely loved it. They thought they had a great sense of humor. They were not all, they were not weepy and just, dis- they were funny and they had a great 
sense of self-deprecating when he even the commercials before it where he's like what could I do and he's listing things and he looked kind of like a little doddering and that all built till this one last commercial it was amazing and it's all over Facebook and people are saying amazing things about it and you can keep your wrong opinion and you can keep your Super Bowl and you can I can just accept that we're going to agree to disagree because you're wrong that's we can agree to disagree that's correct oh my god I got douche chills from it, to be quite honest with you. It was horrible. Douche chills. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> Why did you yell that? Because <laughs> I liked it. <laughs> I think you like when we put douche into any phrase. Right. Douche-tastic, douche chills. I'm not going to lie. Like I do kind of like it. Yeah. It's cleansing. I think I might. And funny. All so, what was your, like so real quick, what was your favorite commercial of the Super well, I Okay, the Giants one. What about you, Jess? Yes, Jessica. Oh, uh, Dinklage and Freeman. Yeah, that was pretty By good. Far. Yeah, that was pretty. By far the best one, I thought. Yeah, I thought that was really good, too. That was my favorite It was one. amazing. I mean, I didn't know Doritos. I forgot Doritos and Mountain Dew were like butt buddies, but mm-hmm. um, I thought that was awesome. I loved it. Yeah, and they said that uh, Morgan didn't rap mm-hmm. as much as Dinklage did. And I said, listen, the guy's like almost 90 Hey, he's now. like four. Yeah, he's probably 40 years older than him. Yeah, he, he is hard for them to, In fact, to, let's find out how much older is he than him. Right, it's amazing. And all in all, I thought that was a very good Super Bowl. I thought I liked the uh, halftime show. I thought that uh, Justin Timberlake did a great job. I love the fact that they brought no, the holograph. Of, you didn't like it? I thought it sucked. Really? He sang all his I, hits. I just remember when Janet Jackson did hers, and she had a whole outfit, and Madonna, and they all wear sparkly sparklies, and then he Justin homeless. looks like he just. Yeah. Yes, he looked like a bum. He looked like he just picked random people out of the audience to dance with. But then everybody looked like that, too. Like, it was a whole, I don't care what I look like kind of thing. It was, let's all look homeless. Like, they're... Who was complaining? Oh, I, yeah. maybe it was Howard Stern this morning complaining. There was not one hot chick that was dancing. They were all kind of homelessy looking, but... Yes! Well, because what happens now is you can't put hot women out there dancing because now, all of a sudden, you're objectifying women... And you can't objectify women. What you can't. are you talking about? Women? They're not being objectified. Oh, if they're you out there to wear a gunny sack, hot. if you're not going to, you have to I'm wear I'm telling baggy. you, people are very nervous about, gunny you know, sack. Use... <laughs> yes, men are very nervous now <laughs> about putting women the words that I like. as, as any kind gunny of sexual sack. object. They, they're afraid John, to even put it there. I am exhausted. <laughs> By your over, by your over. Next thing you know, it would be Justin Timberlake. Oh my God! Did you see the way he objectified women in the background? Hashtag Me Too. It would have been ridiculous. To your podcast. I'm exhausted. I listened to your take on our podcast of um, the words that you can't say anymore because they have connotations or from whence they came or the jimmies or whatever it is and you got really angry you can't say anything anymore you can't we're not saying that you just have to be sensitive everything is kill you to be sensitive okay so you remember how you didn't like the uh giants commercial i mean you didn't like my take on the giants commercial yeah okay so i wrote that you know, I thought that was horrible i thought it was a if i was a giants fan i would burn all my memorabilia that's what i would do and the lady came in and said, oh, my God, that's so sexist. And I said, sex, how can, stop it with me, and label and everything. It's not sexist. I don't like it. I think it was very douchey, all right? And if it was my team, I'd be embarrassed for my quarterback and my wide receiver. Suck it. There. Now, maybe that's sexist. I don't know. But guess what? I'm going to continue to put my opinion out there. And everybody immediately runs to be offensive and label something. Stop it. 
Stop it, you morons. Label Boo. and everything. Yes. Jessica must not Ooh, have liked that because she didn't scream any of the words you just used after you used them. Otherwise, I None of known. them caught me like gunny sack. <laughs> so do you, gunny sack. Gunny sack. Um, so how, That's what's the age difference? Or did you look it up, the age difference? Yes. Yes. What's our Dinklage Delta? was born in 69. 69. So that makes him 49. He will be 49 this summer. Almost 50. And Freeman was born in 1937. Oh, wow. Which makes him 80. So he's, yeah, 40 years older. Wow. Yeah, so it's very hard for him to rap. But I thought he did an excellent job. And I loved, I really did like the commercial. It was nice. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, and women, I'll tell you what, women go crazy for Peter Dinklage. I think he's adorable. Yeah. Say Elf one more time. Who said that? (laughs) It's from the movie Elf. Oh. Say Elf. Say elf. He keeps one calling more time. Goes, You're a grouchy elf. Of course, Ooh, I. You're an of, angry elf. Of course, I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> one watch. more time. And why didn't I watch Elf, Jess? Because you hate Will Ferrell. That's right. <laughs> oh my God, that role was made for him, though. He was it's born really for that role. Shame on you. Will Ferrell so is, the, is you the, don't know. the most famous unfunny comedian I've ever seen. That's how I feel about it. Oh my God! I think if you saw Elf, you would say, no, "Okay, I except I can't for watch this it. movie." I can't. I can't watch it. Was I tried to watch Elf? It's horrible. Everything he's I in think is horrible. The most famous unfunny comedian I've ever seen is Tom Green. Okay. Yes. Uh, yeah, One probably. and two. Yes, those two. Will Ferrell's not actually a stand up comedian. He's a performer. Oh. Well. He's not a comedian. He's like a non improv actor. Well, he's an actor. Like, yeah, like I'd say, I, I would say actor that, that tries to do comedy. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Horrible. A horrible guy. Yeah, no, Tom Green is probably the most famous unfunny person in the world. You know what that Giants commercial he is was missing? So not funny. Will Farrell. Oh my god. Will Farrell and that Giants oh commercial would have made it the worst commercial ever. That's the only oh way it could have got god. worse. I'm 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 growing spite inside <laughs> about this conversation. <laughs> okay. It was terrible. <laughs> so I got a how dare you uh, on my text. How dare you from Melissa, but I don't know who she's talking to. Is she talking to me? Yeah, who are you talking to? No, it was your it was your Giants comment, I think. Hey, so let's oh. Bef- oh. before we uh, close out, I want to talk to you about Vapo Rub. Do you have any in your house? No. Yes. Okay, Jessica. For what do you use it? When the schmoo has a cold, it's actually organic version of Vapo Rub. I take like a tiny little fingerprint full and I smear it like on his collarbone hoping that it'll help his little nose run. Only when it's like so stuffed up and he can't blow and there's like nothing in there to suck out. With the nose That's Frida? That's the only time I use it. The no- I love yeah, that. I even love the, the phrase name. nose Frida. I love it. I don't know I don't who know. it's named after, but I feel bad for Frida. Oh, I love it. I do. So I truly do. I saw on something that VapoRub has like a bajillion uses. Uses? uses? What? Really? Yeah. So Users? Yeah. I am curious to know if any our sole listener uses Vapo Rub at all and on what. Oh and- wait, I have heard about using it on the feet. Yes, on your feet to draw out toxins. Yeah, is that you know? That's, that's on my you're list. gonna hate LC even more when I tell you this. I can't believe I'm gonna. Tell I you don't this, hate LC. Okay, because here we go. <laughs> um, when Scott was sick. One of the things she recommended that actually helped for a couple of days was cut an onion in half and put the uh, raw halves on Scott's bare feet with socks. My grandmother used to do that. 
to draw onions, out. And it would yeah. draw out the tongue. Yes. My grandmother used yes. to do that. That's, a, that's an old Polish remedy. Yeah. Uh, my, and my mom would have a fit yeah. because she would come over and I'd be sick and my grandmother would watch us. And when she would come yeah. home, I would have a, a, a sock full of onions. She, oh, she didn't cut up. She would cut up says, onion rings and put them in there. It's like she would cut rings. No, she just wants. Well, you don't walk around. It's once you're in bed, you do the flat onion right against your foot and then sock it on. Up. And the onions turn black. Um, so weird. Right. Because you're drying out toxins. Cr- so what's your favorite way to use VapoRub then, miss? Well, I don't have a favorite way, but I just listening to John's story realized that his grandmother was probably his day camp. My grandmother right? was Did, what? what? Was she your day camp when your parents worked? Was she your overnight yes. camp? Yes. Well, she was Aww, come over. Adorable. She would come over the house, and yes, she was. So our instead of a nanny. nanny, generations before us had family. They had webs of family and support. And we've moved, and we've moved out of our hometowns, and we've moved away from our families, and and we've needed to really rely on on that summer camp and the nanny that you pay with the screeching tires in your front lawn. Um, okay, vapor rub number one to remove ticks. Really, I didn't know that. Yeah, I think it's so thick that it they asphy- they they die because they can't breathe. Huh. They asphyxiate while in you, and then they're just easy to pop right out because they're no longer digging in. Here on your feet, on the bottoms of your feet, to cure cold symptoms. Um, if you have bruises. It cha- if you have a, a black that and blue mark, know. it chases the blood away from the surface. So maybe a hickey? It probably hurts like hell, though. Why? Can you imagine putting vapor rub? Because it's so, like, it really affects your skin. Like, imagine putting it on a bruise. and a, I mean, like, it's different when you have sore muscle, but a bruise is so sensitive. I don't know. Maybe I'm just talking out of my ass. Well, it's just topically to, to chase the blood away from the surface. If you have eczema. Huh, I didn't know that. I eczema. do have eczema. Yeah, so VapoRub is, is indicated for eczema. Tennis elbow. Again, so uncomfortable. Now that I have, and I do rub, um, I rub BioFreeze on it, which is almost the same shit. Yeah, BioFreeze is, yeah, help. I like BioFreeze. Um, it keeps bugs away, the the smell of it That's keeps... That's true, I'm, I'm covering myself head to toe in it this summer. Well... That will also draw the toxins out, so that'll be great. And hide your bruises and help your tennis. If you're a well. teenager, it also keeps women away. Perfect. Yeah, that's. Yeah. It's, I mean, it smells horrible. Um, let's see. Yeah. It stops dogs from peeing indoors. But how are you going to put that? I mean, it's it's a deterrent. If they smell it, they will not go anywhere near whatever it is that you want. For me, I would have to. Mm-hmm. I, I mm-hmm. think I told you once that I made like two dozen eggs to make this big egg salad. And somebody came to my house. I made this egg salad for company. The doorbell rings. I go. I answer the door. I come back. And my dog across his whole mustache has like 10 of the 24 eggs on his face. And my debate was, do I serve this egg salad that my dog got into? I won't tell you what I did. Um, But to keep the dogs from, you could put it on the edge of the counter to keep the dogs from jumping up and surfing and eating all your food. I didn't know that. That's a great idea. For stretch marks. Okay. For, oh, that's interesting. For headaches, you put it on your temple. Really? Um, yeah, that's really close to your nose. That makes freaks me out a little. That smell and that whole um, sore muscles, yeah. like Jess said, for sore muscles, that'll go through. It. Tr- I just read that if you're acting and you want to cry, you put a little under your your under your eye and let your eye water. Oh, it will make your eye tear, right? 
Yeah, yeah. Um, dry. Yep. So this says it dries up acne. I don't know about that. But okay. I really wish I knew that prior to. Uh, Can you imagine putting that all over your face? No. 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 Ouch. I assume what they mean is like spot touch and not. Let me I know. Co- let me still, coat my face ugh. and then die. I prefer toothpaste, if anything. Um. Okay. I mean, so I don't prefer anything. But this anyway, one. Go ahead. The article that got my attention was that a woman put it on a cotton ball and put it taped it to her ear and it drew out all of the moisture and cured her ear infection that's interesting and that's the one that started me reading it but the one that i thought was how could this possibly work is foot fungus on your toe if you've got like a toe fungus you put vapor rub on your toe on your nail and it will i don't know how long it's just one of the list of the things and on your heel if you have that Horrible skin, cracked, yellowy, white, cracky shit on your heel. That is supposed to cure that as well. H- how could that cure fungus? You had me at the sore and the inhale and the dry up and that, but how? It might how a- kill it. You know, it could kill fungus. Really? Yeah, I'm just thinking. Now, there's one on there that you don't have that I What's that? found an article on one time, a way back, where women are using that to cure vaginosis. Which would be the funky smell in your vagina. Is that what we're discussing? That's Yes, I was using the medical term, but yes. I'm, bre- <laughs> I'm breaking it down for Jessica. I just wanted to hear her yell, vagina! But that didn't happen. <laughs> so I already knew that word. I'll keep trying. Um, Not my favorite. So what are you saying? It's substituting the smell of eucalyptus mint for I, your... I think, I guess. I don't know why, but I, I did hear there was an article... Put I would out not by a gynecologist, that and she like said, that. "Yeah, she said that you shouldn't do that. That you're basically supposed to be self cleaning." We talked about this before, you but are. yeah, yes. but they I were using this. There. Yeah, I wouldn't do that either. That's got to burn. I wouldn't Oof. even. Yeah, I wouldn't even put burn. that anywhere. I don't even like minty soap. Oof. Oof. Yes, exactly. Oof. So yeah, how about that. that? You know that my this is going to sound gross, but like my uh, Scott's car. I don't know if it's this car or the Audi. I think it was his last car. Um, similar to having a seat warmer, it would have like a seat, like a tush cooler offer. Yeah. Yeah. And it always made me feel like I had to pick, like, like you shouldn't be blowing cold air down there because like, not because like it was doing anything to my insides, but as a moist area, it got very chilly. She just say moist. You know, so I, and I would think it was wet. I would feel like I peed my pants because it felt like I was sitting in a cold puddle. Almost, which didn't feel that way before the air, but it was just like, okay, could we not do the cold air on the nani because I, I, I don't like that feeling. But with Prefer the heated seat, it. you didn't feel like you peed yourself or took a dump and you just nope. sitting in your own filth. No, it just because felt it's not warm that. It's not that extremely wet. It's just wet enough where the cold makes me feel like, what am I sitting in? Oh, it's just the seat. So no one likes you a know? chilled hey nanny nanny. I don't think it should be cold. Okay. No. It needs to be 98.6. There we go. I think at all times. At all times. <laughs> at all times. So, well, I mean, you know, the heated seat doesn't bother me, but no, I can't I, have I it too hot seat. either. Right. I, if it's too hot, I feel like my tuckus is burning. I don't like that. I like it for my back because it, it feels really good on my back. I love that sore muscle. Yeah, I like muscle. the back, but most of it only has the... Hey, speaking of that, um, I'm about to go get a mani-pedi. Mm-hmm. And you know how, like, when you're in the petty chair, I don't know well, how often one. Melissa gets a mani petty. I like, just got one yesterday. Um, Saturday. I always have to turn off 
these particular chairs, you know, like I don't mind like the kneading going down the neck and the spine and the thing. But then somehow it needs the butt and then it moves underneath. And it's like all of a sudden someone's trying to shove a baseball bat at my twat. <laughs> and it's like, ow. Twat! Please, thank you. <laughs> Ouchie. So I have to fiddle with the remote every time, like this. Ah! Ah! Like putting my spine up because it's almost like I'm sitting on a like a runaway baseball bat. It's so bizarre. Why would anyone want that? I don't use those chairs. I don't, I don't like, like it. the. I don't like the. I don't like the punching. Kneading. I only like the kneading. That's the only thing I can handle, and I can really only handle it on like my lower back. I don't like it on my neck either because I'm just like, don't touch my neck. Everything so wait, after you get there. your pedicure and manicure, do you sit down to dry and have somebody come over and massage your back? Not if they want to get punched. No, I don't want people to touch me. That's my favorite no. part. So I don't use no. the chair, but I... I no. don't. I don't get mad. No touching of the pedicures. shoulders. You let a strange person knead your shoulders. Isn't that so awkward? I'm telling her you call her strange. Ma- I'm not emotionally mature enough to do to do that. So at do you, all. Do you not get massages ever? Correct. I do not get massages. If someone has a spa day and I'm invited to go, I get a facial. Oh, hmm. I don't like somebody my covering face. my whole face, and I feel like I can't breathe, clogging my whole head. I don't like facials. It's not. They leave the breathe holes open. The blow holes? <laughs> the blow. They leave ha! your blow holes blow open. Holes! Yes. <laughs> blow holes. My favorite holes are blow holes. You asked me if I resent if I resented Stuart for anything, and I'm just going to tell you one yeah, thing. Yeah, a half hour ago. Last week. Yeah. Last week. Um, I, do you get the. about this long? The local posts of people in your area um, selling things or lost thing, lost dog. I get those on Facebook, and yes, I, I do. got one that said a, lo- a dog was Next lost neighbor, it's right by our house, like just a mile and a half up the street from us on in our area. And we got it at night, and I read it. It was probably from seven hours earlier, and I checked to see, and they still hadn't found the dog. And then we looked at each other, and Stuart said, "Get in the car." It was raining. He said, get in the car. So Mallory, Stuart, and I got in the car, and we drove around for 40 minutes in this area looking for this lost dog. And we followed the posts as they came in. Still haven't found her. Don't know what's going on. We saw other people who were looking for her. And that was, I mean, clearly I would have done that with Mallory because of our weird I love animals thing. But he knows how we feel. And he wanted us to be able to jump out and get the dog. So he drove us. So... I want you to know, in spite of me not wanting to marry a Jewish doctor because it would have made my mother too proud or happy, well, maybe I do carry spite for my mother. Well, in spite of that, um, yeah, he's, he, mm-hmm, no, I don't, I still don't carry it because of that. So there. Okay. Never found the dog. Oh, they did. We did not. Okay. Well, in the wee go. hours of the morning, they did find the dog. He said, we'll go back tomorrow. She'll be dead by then, but okay, we'll go back tomorrow. But we were out there for 45 minutes circling this new neighborhood and and construction vehicles, and we were going in and out, and it was, he was Prince. He was a real Prince. How about that? Yeah. Good guy. I, mean, I, I would have done it. Mallory would have done it. You would have done it. I would have, have not. It. No, I would not have. I wouldn't Probably have Probably not. Oh, Me no. Either. Because it's a Holy dog? Shit. Yes. Oh. Yeah, and it's not my dog. Not my dog. Not my problem. I did right. see you in a picture with your with your dogs family dogs john yes my grand dogs how cute was that yes my grand dogs uh the one little one doesn't like me but the other one the labrador likes me 
a little yappy new dog. The new puppy doesn't like me. Yeah. But that's it. I just kept feeding it pizza crust last night, and it, it started coming around. Guess what? That's how you get a dog to like you. Exactly. I know how to Uncle do it. Uncle Daddy gave me a pizza crust. That's right. But if I tried to touch her, she'd freak out. Oh. She'd run and growl at me. So I just kept feeding her pizza That's crust. That's why I don't really like small dogs. Right. Exactly. I don't yes. really dig them. But I would try to find them. And the Labrador is like a, a shortstop. You can't you can't throw a piece of food past that dog. <laughs> it's amazing. I tried last night with, of course, pizza. I love dogs like that. She's, I actually really like dogs, but that doesn't mean I would leave my house in the pouring rain to go find someone right, else's no. dog. She's Let a cutoff man. Dog. Yes. <laughs> She's a cutoff. Yeah, absolutely. She's you amazing. find their own goddamn dog. You have a dog, go find your dog. You don't need the brilliance running around. The story was what? they just adopted her two hours before. They stopped at Wawa, and while stopping at Wawa, she well, jumped out she of the car. She wasn't having it. Two she hours. Wasn't here for it. They're bad parents. That's why I shouldn't have had a dog. How do you? How do you? Oh, two no. hours sure a dog, the dog is out of the car. She's a moron because dogs are morons. Well, the, the people are morons. Look they know that dogs face. like this. She's getting so irritated. How did she not have the dog on a leash? Fight against me. How did you have that dog not on a leash? That's ridiculous. I don't know. It's a. I, I don't have know. you seen? Do you remember what her yard looks like? That's how. I'm just saying that because it's a brand you could new run dog for 20 minutes and not meet the end of the street. <laughs> what I'm saying is the people <laughs> adopted a dog and they didn't even get it home. They had to stop at a Wawa for whatever. What could you need at the Wawa? Maybe dog food or something. I don't know. Let's stop at the Wawa. Open no, up the door. Dog food at the Wawa, the do dog they? says, I'm out of here. Made a break for it. The dog didn't want to be caught. Just... Well, that's unfortunate because she's back home now with her new family. It was just Ew. such a sad story that I felt so bad for her. She didn't know where she was. She was lost. She was confused. She was just running. I don't know. So we went out and we looked. And What I'm know. learning is despite appearances, you're a much nicer person than me, Melissa. Yes. You're not very... What do you mean despite appearances? How do I appear not to be a nice person? Is it I the... always thought you were such a glorious bitch, but it turns out I was so wrong. Well, I never well, said that. You are both a glorious bitch and much nicer than me. Which I don't know what that makes me, actually. I do whatever. have to tell you, though, going out Saturday night to that fundraiser, um, I was exhausted for like a good 24 hours afterwards. It was all I could do to put it on for... Work. I have packed three days worth of dresses and and block heels, and I'm dreading it because I know my feet are in no way... I have not worn anything but an Ugg since Halloween. Or a flip-flop, right? An Ugg or a flip-flop. That's it. That, what flip-flop? Where have you been? You've been in Florida. I have not. And I've only worn fuzzy socks and Uggs since Halloween. I think I even still have my Halloween nail polish on. I've not even gotten a pedicure. That's why I have to go today because it's so overdue. It's ridiculous. You must have wildly flat feet. So where are you going in Florida? What's going on? You want to plug where you're going? Uh, not really, but I'm going to PodFest in Orlando. It's a podcast conference. I'm doing a workshop on Wednesday, call, no, Thursday, called uh, uh, How to Market and Monetize Your Business Like a Boss Lady. Um, I will be going to Universal on Wednesday. My dad is coming there to oh, meet yay. me. Yay. And we're going to be going to Universal with my British friends. And then um, Thursday I speak. And then Friday, I think I might be on a panel that no one's told me about. And then Saturday I'm doing a roast. I'm roasting my friend oh, that's Dave right. Jackson. And I've been writing jokes all week and and also looking up jokes to steal and all kinds of things. So I started oh, I writing I started writing jokes for this guy, Dave Jackson, who's also at the roast. Oh shit. <laughs> John 
No, I'm just kidding. He's running against. Now talk about spite. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take I, that bitch down. I was talking to Dave Jackson on Saturday. And, uh, Damn you. And he was talking. He's like, yeah, I got to write jokes for this roast. And I don't really know these people. And I said, yeah, I was writing jokes. He knows me. I know that. But what I'm saying is some of these people I don't even know. And I gave him a couple of jokes for some of the people, that he, some of the people he didn't know. But I didn't give many for you. Ryan Gray just got added to the panel. He's going to need some jokes for Ryan, Dr. Ryan. Which is easy because Melissa, Dr. Ryan looks like he used to be in a boy band. He's got like a shaved ginger head and like rosy cheeks, even though he's like 40. And he's one of the most pompous son of a bitches you'll ever meet in your life. He is so snarky and rude. And he it was a medical doctor, but he quit to do these podcasts. So now he's Dr. Gray with no license. What do you call a doctor that's uh, the last in his class? Doctor. Yeah, but then what you say now is Dr. Ryan. What do you oh. call a doctor? <laughs> what do you call a doctor that graduates last in his class? Dr. Ryan. There you go. Doctor. Yeah. Ouch. Introducing yeah, Stuart said that in medical school. He's like, well, you know what you call him, right? I'm like, what do you call it? Doctor. I'm like, fuck. He's an idiot, and he's taking care of me? No. Exactly. No, no, no. So, yeah, there you go. It's true. It's fun to write roast jokes, to be quite honest with you. So that's what I'm doing. I will be there six days. That's a long trip. My little schmoopy. He's already sad that I'm going away. It is a long trip, but I like to have a day before the event and a day after the event to just chill. Mm -hmm. So that's why. So let's wrap it up, ladies. Thank you guys so much for listening to Brilliant Observations. We love that you listen. We want to know who you are. So feel free to email us, brilliantobservations at gmail.com. You can also find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter as Listen Brilliant. Not hashtag Listen Brilliant, but uh, at Listen Brilliant in all those places. Um, Next week, we will pick a new topic, and you will listen to us discuss it. And we would love to hear what you think. And you will like it. uh, Sorry. (laughs) And you will like it, motherfuckers. Uh, (laughs) Brilliantobservations at gmail.com. Thank you guys so much. Douche-tastic. Gunny sack. Bye. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you guys so much for showing up. Bye. Bye. Bye.